You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. How the heck is everybody doing here on a Sunday afternoon, nice Sunday afternoon here in South Central Pennsylvania as well? And yes, we're going back to live streaming. We're doing this. We're doing this again here on the Hockey Podcast Network, who brings us this podcast and, you know, Let's me be able to uh, to do this. So back at it, back on the airwaves, back on the Twitter verse as well. So um, yeah, I know I'm wearing a uh, a baseball cap for all of you who are watching on uh, on the live stream. And uh, why? Because I am a proud supporter of the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, someone has to. Have you ever met a Tampa Bay? Rays fan outside of Florida, I ask you, I ask of you, no. It's like meeting somebody from Montana. It's like, does Montana really exist? Have you met somebody from Montana? Have you? Have you? Think about that. My name is Richard Blossett. Uh, Okay, do you want me to take this off, to take the hat off? All right, all right, fine, fine, fine. The hat goes, the hat goes. Just Tampa, everyone. It's not threatening. It's not like I'm wearing uh, pirates or anything, or um, uh, the Yankees or one of them. Hat's gone. Hat's gone. It's called fashion, people. It's called fashion. My name is Richard Blosser, welcoming you to this show, everyone. Of course, thank you to everyone in the Hockey Podcast Network as well. So, the Bears had a nice weekend ahead of them as we double uh, double dipped uh, this weekend as we got into, just don't mind me, doing a little bit of stuff on the uh, Twitterverse here, getting that underway. It, it's tough because you're the only person, you're the only person you can rely on for uh, social media and stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to do it all myself. But as a wise man once said, you want a job done right, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. So just doing the little things on the inter- interwebs and stuff. And don't forget, all of you watching along on the Hershey Bears fan club page as well, for all you who are watching on, please leave a comment or a like. Please share this around to everyone because I want to keep these live streams streams going. Um, they did really well when we were on Belly Up, and um, we can really have a lot of stuff we can uh, play with here on um, – on the hockey podcast network as well. Also don't forget is now we are hitting the month of March. Uh, Game over is going to be returning probably by the end of the month as then we'll know who will be in the lead for the uh, suck hard 
for Bernard sweepstakes as well. We'll we'll know that a little bit better. So, so um once we get to uh to that, we'll know we'll get some uh teams and other podcasters in to talk about their team and where it all went wrong for everyone. All right, clear as mud. Let's go. So the Bears this past weekend had to count them two um games this weekend, both of them home Friday and Saturday night at Old Giant Center. And Friday night hockey returned to Giant Center once again. Hey, indeed. Because just sorry, I'm, I'm still new trying to get this whole live stream stuff set up. I've got banners going. I actually look half decent here. Uh so for so the Bears are back at it on a Friday night. It's Friday night hockey at Giant Center, everyone. It's a blessing from the sports gods. Friday night hockey at Giant Center. I know all the old timers were loving it as they were going, oh, well, back in my day, we always had hockey on a Friday night at Giant Center, as it is supposed to be. Because nothing beats getting off of work. And as the Dropkick Murphys have belted out of their vocals, fresh out of work, it's a quarter past five, time to round up the gang and take the red to the orange line. You can feel it in the air when the team's in town, and you could feel it in the air when the team was in town. You felt it in the air because it was raining all freaking day. Oh, I guess we can't have everything in this cruel, cruel world, can we? But the Bears were welcoming in a team from the um a team from the Great White North. As the Toronto Marlies came into town. That's right, everyone. The last of the O Canada's come to Giant Center playoff. Pr- permitting the baby leaves the pods the marley they're the marley's i i I know that they're the ones with the maple leaves and the crown in the middle but um the baby leaves the pods the buds how are we playing this here um anyone out there in toronto and toronto land uh uh answers on a postcard or down in the comments please so uh, Toronto came in boasting they are the best in the North by a Canadian French country wide mile. They have 74. Utica has 63. Nobody's touching them. But they come in missing a few things. Dryden Hunt traded. Logan Shaw not in the lineup tonight. So two of their best scorers were not in the lineup for said game. And uh, I, I was nervous. I, I, I didn't think a lot of this. For all of you who listened on the uh, the Friday face-off, which go check out, um, I did not pick the Bears to win against the, uh, against the Marlies. Well, don't you believe in your team? This is a measuring bar game. And honestly, I didn't have a good feeling going into it. I really didn't. Toronto's been known as a high-octane scoring team, a team that can and will put points on you, who has dominated dominated their division, and we haven't seen them. We haven't seen them. I mean, traditionally, the Bears have a good record against the Marlies at Giant Center when we've played, the, played them at the arena, formerly known as Air Canada Centre. We've had a darn good record against them. But... I don't know. I really don't know. 
So that was my kind of take going into it on a Friday. And the Bears, I get there for warm-ups, get a good amount of food going. Bears still wearing their chocolates at home. I hate all of this. And the Marley skate out in their beautiful white. And I know, it's Toronto. It's blue. It's white. That's it. That's all you're getting. Unless they decide to do the uh, St. Pat's jerseys. But, oh my God. Goodness, these jerseys are just beautiful. They are white. They are clean. They are fantastic. Nope. Stupid stuff. Hold on. All right, back to the action. So they are white. They are clean. They are fantastic. I absolutely love them. It would have been nice to see their blues, you know, but we'll see them in a few weeks. And the Bears and the Marlies go at it as you have uh, Zach Fukali at, a, at one end. And on the other end, you've got... Keith Petruzzoli, P-E-T-R-U-Z-Z-E-L-L-I. That's not a name. That's a bad Scrabble hand. So they're they're going at it, and there are some familiar faces on here. Joseph Blandizi, former Wilkes-Barre Grand Penguin, is on there. And um, uh, Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben, hey, I remember him from the time and the place and the thing. Um, also, da, 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 um, yeah, sure. So the boys go at it. The boys and the Marlies go at it. And the Bears, def- defensively, yeah, we're missing a few people. Dylan Mickelrath, not in the lineup due to the trade deadline. We'll get to that in a little bit. Vinny Iorio called up. Gabriel Carlson called up. To the uh, to the caps for uh, injury, and so yeah, the Bears are down two of their better defensemen in the lineup. But don't worry, we have Mikel Kim from South Carolina, and um, uh, who's that one guy? Um, oh, Jake Massey's back in the lineup. Cool, fine. So credit to Toronto. They are a very opportunistic team because there is at one point where they're able to get in clean, partial breakaway from the Marlies. Zach Fucali swats it aside. Okay. Hey, their first shot of the game is a partial breakaway. I want to see less of that. But two minutes later, two minutes later, Jordy Ben's able to get a puck, chip it past Ben Mass. What did he do? That's, no, that was Kim that was out there. Kim played that game. Get to pass him. In. Comes in. Deeks on the backhand. No. Denied. So the Marlies' first two shots of the game were breakaways. <laughs> they get a third shot on goal. I mean, there's a defender between them and the goalie on that one. Thank God. But, um, uh, yeah, guys, um, what's going on here? You, is this the same Toronto that had speed and skill and that would basically try to outrun and gun people? I don't know, but whatever it is, I don't like it. And after we get done with the first period, um, was a decent first, but no scoring. And the Bears are up on shots 11 to 4. Well, the Bears probably had a lot of power plays that 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 period. Uh, let me see here. Uh, da, 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 da. yeah, Marshall Rafili went off for uh for hooking. Uh, the Bears got tagged with the too many men. Bobby Nardella for uh for roughing. So uh, yeah, yeah. Let's uh let's go with, uh penalties. Yeah, 
but 11 to four on shots and the Marlies aren't giving you much. But I noticed the one thing with this goaltender, this Peter or whatever, his form, it's horrible. Like there is a lot of nervous, yeah, and just flailing of the blocker, swatting of the stick. Did this guy literally just come down from Newfoundland? That's their ECHL team, the Newfoundland Growlers. St. John's, team formerly known as St. John's. And he's giving up big, fat, juicy rebounds. That's right. It is sliders and rebounds night there in front of his goal crease. And all the Bears need to do is have somebody in net who can get in front and collect those rebounds. And it's at this point you really miss Matt Molson, who was good at doing stuff like that. You miss having a guy like him. But we'll be fine. I mean, sure, we got to collect one of these rebounds eventually. Second period, we period we go. And Vecchione brings the puck in. Bears starting to get their uh, speed game going a little bit more by more. Logan Day, shot, shot, kicked aside, side. Mason Morelli spins, backhands, and it slides into the net. The Bears score! Mason Morelli just slides a rebound right across the line, and it gets into the net. Bears are up 1-0. Mason Morelli, his 10th, double digits on on the season. 10th goal of the season. Logan Day, his 11th. Mike Vecchione, his 25th, 6th of the season. 1-0, Hershey. Nice job, boys. As the kids on the internet like to say, you love to see it. You really do. So um, so the Bears press press on again. You have the speed speed going. Aaron S feeds up Mike Scarbosa, who's up on the circles, looks, he shoots, he scores! Low blocker side just gets it past him. It wasn't even a breakaway. Well, it was a it was a partial. He's coming down the side, just skates in the circles and Bam! Gets it past Pitter, and it's 2 nothing, 2 freaking nothing on the Marlies. Okay. I was scared of this team. I was getting worried about them. But he's okay. We got this. We'll be fine. The Bears are just doing great against these guys. You know, it's, it's great to see what... um. Um, what the boys can, what the boys were uh, were able to do, and um, so we continue to press on in in the third. I mean, in the second. La- later on, I'm sorry, I'm kind of deal with these these things up here. As the boys do get their cycle game going, Kim goes down low, Snively over to Vecchione, winds, fire, scores, Vecchione, three, 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 nothing. On freaking Toronto, Mike Vecchione with the bullet that hits the top corner. And it's 3 nothing Hershey. Vecchione is 19th. Snively is 7th. Mikhail Kim with his second um, assist with the team. So 3 nothing Hershey after two. Awesome. Freaking awesome. With uh, shots are 22 to 11, Hershey. This is great. This is awesome. I've been waiting to see this. This is going to be a nice, easy game where we're just going to put this little baby to bed and we're done here on a Friday night. 
We'll be fine. Third period underway. This isn't Wilkes-Barre. We're not going to blow this. We'll be fine. We'll be absolute, absolutely fine as uh, Marley's were able to, uh, to dump one in. Bears little trouble getting out of, out of the zone. And Fukali sees a puck bounce in front of him in front of his crease. He goes, all right, I'm just going to slip this right out of the way, knock it into the corner, and he goes to chip it away. But instead of the puck going up, it just <laughs> dies on the ice and just goes straight to a guy in white. Uh-oh. That's – who is that? Mark Johnstone comes in, and Logan Day comes in to try and save it. Like, I got you, goalie. I got you, Zach. Don't worry, buddy. Helps on the way. And in comes Mark Johnstone, like an anime villain, just sidestepping a comedic character who just goes. <laughs> and at that point, Zach realized he done messed up. John Yorkstone into the back of the net. 3-1 Hershey. Mark Johnstone. His seventh goal of the season to make it um, 3-1. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Zach, I'm not going to give you what Steve Dangle says because that's just a bad bounce. That's not you trying to be fancy. That's just you hitting the puck and just it slides wrong off your stick. It happens. So, all right. 3-1. We're okay. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. So Bears get a power get a power play going. There's some good news as of recently, but but you know I've been starting to see a little bit coming around on the power play a little bit more. So the boys were actually able to get their game set up. Scarbosa looking, looking. Connor at the at the point stares down the goalie. Rister on the way, deflected, they score! Mason Morelli scores! His second of the game, a deflection in front, and I could hear that all the way up in 217 where I heard the off the stick, rubber, hit stick, and into the net Net it goes. And it's 4-1 Hershey. 4-freaking-1 Hershey. And we answered. Power play goal for the boys. Morelli, his 11th. Connor, his 15th. Scarbosa, his 32nd. My goodness. And uh, Scarbosa's goal put him up and over the 50 point for the season. So he is a bear that has passed the 50 mark so far. Yeah, it, it's a long cry from the days of Gordon and Drew who tapped triple digits. But I'm not, I'm not downplaying that at all. But good on him for hitting 50. Last 50 I remember, I think, was Aaron Ness. But that was 50 assists. It was a different time back then. 4-1 Bears. So I'm like, all right, eight minutes to go. This will be an easy Friday night. Is it raining out there? Oh, my God, it is. Okay, but we'll be okay. We'll be okay. We'll win this. We'll win this. Let's just put this down. And uh, the Marlies do continue to press there in the third. They finish out the period with 9-3 on shots. This team may be having a bad night, missing their two top top scorers and putting in a third-string goaltender. They're not going to go into that sweet night. They're not, and they keep pressing, and Nick Abelinsky from, from behind the net throws it in front to to a Holmberg who just looks is going to shoot, and Mikhail Kim got like, I got this, down into the kneeling position, but um, Pontus just goes, <laughs> cute, sidesteps, bam, in the net, 4-2 Toronto, 4-2 Toronto, and I'm like, Oh boy, uh, Kim, 
you know, step into him a little bit more there, buddy boy. That might work there in uh, South Carolina, but uh, that's not going to fly here. You know, you, you would a lot. You were on the crease. He's in the circle. Get in there. Get in there a little, a little bit more. Just committed to the block a little too early. And it's 4-2 with five minutes to go. We're fine. We're fine. We're okay. We're good. We're good. Marley's continue the press with a minute to go, pulling the goaltender. And Scarbosa is able to get the puck out. It's two on one. Empty net. Goes to backhanded. And he misses. He misses. It just it slides off his stick. I think he was trying to get it over to Morelli for the hat trick. Uh, Mike, be a little bit more assertive. You know, you're allowed to do for you. You're fine. But Marley's take it up. 10 seconds to go. Long shot. Long shot. It's the crossbar. And John Strong backs it into the net. Jarek Strong gets his second of the game. Blandizi gets his 22nd assist. And what the hell? Uh, Owen Santazeno. O-R-R-I-N. C-E-N-T-A-Z-Z-O. Right. 4-3 Hershey with eight seconds left. A little frustrating. But, um, okay. We'll be fine. We'll handle this. Handle this. 7-6. Puck back in the zone. Swatted to the corner. 3-2-1. That's the end of the game. Bears win, 4-3 the final. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Toronto. In the words of John Walton, Bears win it. And with an idle providence, the Bears move in to still in the top spot, but now three points up on the Providence Bruins. And boy, what a win for the guys on a Friday night against a uh, yes. Yes. Yes, a depleted and depleted Marley's team. Absolutely correct. But you got to beat the teams that are in front of you. That's what you got to do in this, especially at this time of the season, because there is no more grace period. There's nothing. It's March. We got five weeks left and 12 games in this month. Nope. Time to put the big boy pants in and time to make a big push. Especially when you're trying to work down that magic number as quickly as you can. So that nice nice win on a uh, on a Friday night. Aaron Ness gets third star with an assist. Mike Fecchione gets second star with a goal and an assist. And Mason Morelli gets uh, first star with two goals on the night. Good to see uh, Mo as they like to call him, uh, step up. Uh, step up as well. Good to see him back. get back on the score sheet as well. And uh, all around good performance. I'm not going to complain too much about this. You went out there and beat Toronto. And with, with Wednesday, you've won the week. That's two straight wins. Two straight wins. So you've got four points uh, out of the potential six already. So it's not that um, Saturday's irrelevant. It's not. It's Providence. But um, you've you've got yourself set up. You honestly do. So um, great stuff 
out of the guys. Great, great things to see. And just, you know what? Good win by the guys. It's a really good win by them. And uh, we shall see where this is going to uh, to get us. So um, we go to Saturday. We go to Saturday. And um, on Saturday was the AHL's All-Star Cla- Classic. As the Cleveland Monsters traveled to take on the Wilkes-Barre Scrand Baby Penguins. And for all of you on the live feed, hold on a second. Hold on. I got it. I got this. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Yes. It was the uh, stupid cord. The Lake Erie Monster. The Cleveland Monsters now. See that? Yeah, it's breast cancer awareness. For all of you following along on the live feed. As they took on. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. I got this. As they took on the Wilkes, Wilkes, Barry Scranton, baby penguins. See that? See that? Yep. What? I like to have visual aids when I do this, if I'm going to have live stream. And uh, what's this one? What I got here. Hmm. That is another show, my friends. That's another show. So, Monsters and Baby Pens outdoors at First Energy Stadium there in Cleveland. Hold on. Stupid thing. Anyway, so Monsters and Baby Pens there on a Saturday afternoon there at First NRG Stadium. And they skate, skate out. Bright blue sky, a little windy, sunny, blue, gorgeous. Wilkes-Barre wearing those gold jerseys. The Monsters wearing those delicious uh, blue jerseys as well. And thing, and I'm following along. I'm following along. I'm like, okay, they're skating out. They're getting ready for warm-ups. I'm sure it'll be a fine game. And um, I get the word from my boys. Yeah, the game's been postponed to 6 o'clock. What? Why is it being postponed till 6? So, friend of the show and friend of Wilkes-Barre, Buddy Nick is out there texting us and saying, uh, yeah, the ice is pretty much melted. It's pretty much water because you've direct midday sun right down on the ice. But it's March. It's 38 degrees and windy. How? The, this place... This league played in a freaking monsoon three years ago between Ontario and Bakersfield. I, I have the highlights. It's a monsoon they were playing in. And it happened. So they moved the game back to 6 o'clock that night. And uh, <laughs> oh, the Karens and Chads came out for this. I planned my day. My daughter has blah, blah, blah. What am I what am I supposed to do for the next five hours? Well, there's a rock and roll hall of fame right next fame right next door. And you'd think, you'd think that they would have uh something uh uh set up. Um you'd think that they would have something set up for this. You'd think. But it's not, it gets moved to six. And um the monsters want an OT. After Wilkes-Barre was up 2-0. <laughs> oh, darn. Wilkes-Barre blew a lead. Oh, darn. But uh, my buddy told me, anybody want to guess what the number was there? Anyone? Uh, 21,000. 
So while that might sound cool, 21,000 tickets sold, um, NRG Stadium uh, can hold about 64. Now, American Hockey League, that that's a tough sell. That's a really tough sell. But um, one other thing that may have uh, really hurt the attendance tonight, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers were playing at 7. And the Monsters are owned by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the plans were for uh, for that day was to um, um, have the game at 1, and then the Cavaliers play at 7. But the game had to get moved tonight. And from what I heard from a few people, um, some staff from uh, where the Cavaliers play at um, Quicken Loans Fieldhouse, I think it calls, had to be loaned back over to uh, First NRG to work that game. But since that started at six, they had to go back to the field house. So yeah, it was a mess. It was an absolute mess. And um, American Hockey League, call your office. Get this taken care of. Now, am I going to say they should have no more outdoor games? Of course not. But um, Hershey never had this problem in all three games we were in. Just saying. I'm not advocating for a fourth. I've been to all three. I'm I'm kind of tapped out when uh when it comes to that. But um yeah, it was not a pretty sight there in uh in Cleveland on what should have been a Saturday afternoon, but ended up being a Saturday night. So gonna take a short break while we're gonna uh pay the bills, as a friend of the show once said, and we're gonna get back to the Bears and the and and the Marlies to the Bears and the Providence Bruins on a Saturday night. You're listening to the Grits and Barrett podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Anyway, take two. NBA fans, there we go. That's what I'm looking for. NBA fans, it's time to bring hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. This week, new customers can bet just five and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you get a free bet back instantly. Of course, as we were talking about the Cleveland Mont who are owned by the Cleveland Cavaliers might want to go and uh, throw a little bit of money on them. But Giannis and the Bucks are marching on to try and bring another title back there to uh, to Wisconsin. So you might want to throw a little bit of money on them as well. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. And now, on with the show. So, welcome back to the uh, Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. And uh, thank you, of course, to... um, to uh, the hockey podcast network. We're giving the live stream here a go here. See how that that's going um, as well. Um, you know, just testing this for uh, future references, because when we hit the summer and we get a lot of interviews, I'd like to try this and get going again. So the bears were back at it on a Saturday night, taking on the Providence 
Bruins. Do I have to say that? Yes. Yes, I do. It's the law. At least up there. They are taking on the... Hold on. Hold on. They're taking on the Providence Bruins. Look at it. Look at all of its gold glory. Look at all of it. It's all of it. Yep. So the Providence Bruins come into town on a Saturday night after sitting and waiting, watching us, watching our every move and what we do, coming to us on a Saturday night as they're doing a bit of a three and four road trip with them, coming off a seven to one loss up there in Bridgeport. Mm-mm. So the so these these two have not played each other since New Year's Eve, about over two months ago. So uh, we want to see how this is going to play out between these two. Some might say this is a measuring bar game. Some will say this could be a preview of things to come. That's a very real possibility between these two teams. A very real possibility. And Providence in the past five years, and I would have brought this up on the faceoff as well, past five seasons, 15-6-2 against Hershey. That's home and road. So, yeah, Providence has had our number regardless of the season. And our 15-16 team did not face the Bruins as they got to the finals. In fact, the last time I think we beat the Providence Bruins in a playoff series was all the way back in 08-09 Eastern Conference Finals, winning in five games all the way up there at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. That was your Tuka Rask led uh, Providence Bruins all the way up there. Chris Bork getting a game winner up there at the dunk and winning the series up there. So tough times for the boys going up against uh, the the P Bruins. But we're not going to worry about that. The Bears have shown that they can, they're going to hang with the top team. We did against Toronto and we'll do it against these guys. And the, and we're at it on a Saturday night. A very healthy crowd at Giant Center. Yeah, it was a crowd. It was a Penn State health free t-shirt night. <clears throat> Always loved us. Am I going to turn down a free t-shirt from a crowd? Absolutely not. It's one less piece of clothing I don't have to buy nor shop for. So we go at it in the first, and it's a very slow and prodding period which I would have um, paid attention to a lot more um, if I didn't have a lot of people around me getting on my nerves. It's like all the things I don't like to experience at a hockey game was in one place. Yelling kids, father and son who don't care about the game, people jump, stepping over seats. It's crowds like this that are pushing me more and more to get a media pass next year. Because at least up there, I'm alone in my thoughts. I don't have to deal with that, dad, 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 from a baby. Well, it's just a kid. Let a kid be a kid. I'll let a kid be a kid when they're three and four. Not when a kid's pawing at his dad's face, trying to grab his head. Not when he tried to, to twist off the Providence Bruins bear's head that I had. Or at least drew all over it. When I'm trying to be nice to the kid, uh, am I? Am I yelling? 
Am I grievancing? Anyway, your attitude will change when you have kids. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But I won't take my my six-month-old to a hockey game. No, they'll learn that later on in life. I'm rambling, so let's go on. The first, there wasn't, there wasn't much. Shots were 6-3 after the first. Providence playing a very defensively-based game. No Vinny Letary, no Jacob Lukau in the lineup. We got, wait, who? we had Hunter Shepard in net for us and Kyle Kaiser in net for Providence. No Brandon Bussy, none. And I'm, that's exactly how it's pronounced, B-U-S-S-I. That's exactly how it is. And Providence is a team that loves, loves to play these low-scoring games, that loves to, you know, smack you around on the boards, push and shove, push and shove. It's Boston, baby. It's ye old-style beat-em-up hockey. And what... Against a team that is very transitional, this is not a good team you want to go up against because they're going to clog you up in the neutral zone. They're going to clog you up at the blue line. They're going to force you to get into the corners and their goalie barely did a thing all night. He wasn't giving up rebounds. He only faced nine shots after two periods. The bears only got, you know, only allowed. Wait a minute. Providence only got nine goals. I got that entirely wrong. He faced 16 shots, but I didn't feel them like threatening shots at all. Providence only had nine the entire time. Were they all high quality? Not really. Not really. But it was Providence playing this game with the precision of a demented surgeon skating in, looking for their shots. They have speed. They're going to use it. They're going to slow it down and throw in shots from the perimeter. They'll do that. They'll put big beefy boys in shooting lanes that are going to drive offensively based teams nuts. How do you beat a team like that? I don't know. Speed and transition. But I felt the bounces for the Bears. And you got to have puck luck too. And the game, as it went on, you felt the luck and draining away. And I know Providence sat and wait for us. They did. But I'm going into the third. I am nervous. 0-0. Zero, zero. 16-9 on shots. And I don't know who's going to win this. I'm not expecting a, a, a blowout. But this is a game where, yeah, this is a little bit of a heavyweight bout. Throwing hits. Throwing hands. Long shots. You're... Your top guys are not going to win you these type of games. So it's going to take a Ben Mass, a Lucas Johansson. It's going to take a Riley Sutter. It's going to take a bottom six person to break through. This is freaking Providence. I have a bingo card for this. Third line scoring, that's your free space in the middle. That's your absolute free space. Six minutes to go in the game. Providence working around the zone. Chris Wagner throws a crossing feed down low. And McCullen just slaps it and it goes in! No! No! 
Oh my goodness, Providence scores with six minutes to go. Mark McLaughlin, McLaughlin, right there to catch the crossing feed and slap it into the net. Oh my goodness. And the Providence Bruins fan club contingency, God bless them, go nuts. They go nuts. And they have every right to. They're starting let's go Bruins chants during the game. And credit to our fan base. We're throwing back let's, let's go Bears. But I felt something empty to it. This didn't. They felt like they were doing it more for fun instead of they're really trying to get behind the team. I don't know. Something felt off for this game. Something felt off. And as soon as Providence got that goal, they were more than willing to let this Bears team bleed out. And that's what happened. The Bears tried to press and get back into it. But Providence, we have our one-goal lead. We're fine. We're going to staple gun you to the boards. We're going to clog shooting lanes. And when the Bears get nervous, they start gripping the sticks. When they start gripping the sticks, they start swinging and missing. They start hesitating. Pull the goalie with 90 seconds left. Get set up. And clock's ticking down. And we're trying to look for that shot. Where is the guys who were confident in blue line shots before? Ben Mass is at the blue line not knowing what to do. I'm not usually one of these guys, but shoot it! Not a 30-shot type game. Do it! What if they block and get out of the zone? Deal with it when it happens. Deal with it when it happens. I can handle... I can handle losing. And three, two... Up at the point. Shooting lane. Why aren't you guys shooting? And clock runs out. And the clock runs out. Providence wins one nothing. And I'm sorry that this, this was... I didn't have a lot of action to this. Because there wasn't. There absolutely wasn't. This was a tilt between two teams. And I was mad that this that we lost. I was mad. But that's usually my 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 post game when my emotions are like all the way up here. If there's a thermostat and you're seeing it, it goes all the way up here. And I need to bring that back down. I need to calm down. I need to relax. I need to let this process as my as my emotions come down. And <sighs> This was a measuring bar game. First time we haven't seen Providence in three months. <sighs> you got beat on the one thing to go right. Providence needed one thing to go right, and you gave them a maintenance back door out of the building, and that's all they needed. That's it. I watched a team get just bleed out. Riley Sutter gets third star of the game for reasons. I don't know why. Mark Laughlin gets second star, and Kyle Kaiser gets first star with a 22-save shutout. Oh, by the way, that's Providence's first season. Yeah. 
I mean, it, yep, yeah, them. But as good as as Brandon's been, as Brandon Brandon Bussey's been, you hard to believe it's their first or it's this kid's first. I have a hard time believing that. So yeah, Providence wins, and they go on to Allentown on a Sunday afternoon. So where does that leave the standings, mind you? And keep in mind, this is a Sunday afternoon without Sunday games factoring in as well. Because the Bears, at least time of this recording, are leading the the Atlantic with 75 points. But Providence has a game in hand that's playing at the time of this recording, 4 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon in Lehigh. So do I have to root for the Phantoms? (laughs) No. 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 Because in the words of Megatron from Beast Wars, what do we do now, Megatron? Gamble and hope the dice fall in my favor. You just got to let the chips fall where they may. You played your three games. You played your three and four. Now you got to let Providence do theirs. And like I said before, you won the week. You did. You took two out of three. You got three out of five in this this home swing. It's still a very 500 team. Win one, lose one. Win one, lose one. Providence sits at 74 at the time of this recording. Charlotte, 67 points, sitting in third. Springfield, sitting in fourth with 62 points. Phantoms in fifth at 65. Hartford at six with 58. If the playoffs started today, and that's a big if, if they started today, Bruins and Bears get your first, get your buys and your first round playing matchups are Charlotte versus Hartford with all three games being in Charlotte, Springfield versus Lehigh with all three games being in Springfield. Mm-mm. A weekend at the MGM Grand Casino. Sign me up. The two teams that are out is Bridgeport at 56 points, a team that is slowly dying, and Wilkesbury in dead last at 53. But we have 17 to 18 games left for everybody at this point. So um, still lots of hockey to be played. So what's on deck for the boys coming up? Well, let me tell you, oh, intelligent Bears fans at watching along on the live stream and listening to this podcast as well, it is time to head back to Providence as the Bears are going back up to the Duncan Don't. Oh, yeah. We don't call it that anymore. Um, it's uh, the Amca Mutual Pavilion as the Bears will get a two-game set up in Providence next Saturday and Sunday. And yours truly, yours truly will be there up in Providence to see it all. That's right. It For the first time in three years since before the pandemic, yours truly is going back to the arena formerly known as the Dunkin' Donuts Center. And I will keep calling it that, darn it. So that's what's on deck for the boys. A big two-game set up there in Providence. And that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week, everyone. Thank you so much to uh, to everyone who's watched along here on the live stream and also on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Uh, the live feed of this is going live. It's going to be up for a while. The audio version of this will drop 
Monday morning, wherever you get your podcast. So please make sure to like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. Um, not sure if there's going to be a Friday face-off next week because, as I said, I am heading up. We are heading to the Northeast Friday morning as we're going to try and catch a little ECHL action up there in Wooster on a Friday night and then travel due east to take on, uh, to head back to Providence. I won't be getting back until late Sunday night, very late. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see where this goes. Not 100% sure. We'll see where this goes. Might be delayed a day in, a day in getting out. Next week's recap show might drop on a Tuesday. So we shall see. But other than that, my name's Richard Blosser. And, a, and thank you for listening, everyone. And above all else, go Bears. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Grit and Barrett podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to. If you are listening on Apple or Google, please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Hockey Podcast Network, where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears!